Hi, and welcome back to Cycling Talk podcast with me, Georgia Mahoney. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Make sure to check out my social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook at cycling.talk.podcast and Twitter at cycling underscore talk. You can find my podcast on Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcasts, my Buzzsprout website, and all the usual podcast places. Make sure to share the podcast with your friends if you think they would enjoy listening to my show. Today, I'm joined by co-founder of Big Bubble Hats, Ian Hockey. I'm really excited to have Big Bubble Hats supporting me in my podcast. I'm really excited to talk to Ian and find out more about where the Big Bubble Hats idea came from. Thank you for joining me today, Ian. You're very welcome. It's good to be here. So do you remember when you first got into cycling? Um, no, I found perfectly honest. I cycled as a kid, obviously, but I never really cycled properly, like racing, racing or anything. It was mountain biking. It was always mountain biking for me when I was younger. And then as I got older, it was still mountain biking. And then I got into triathlon, actually. And I realised I was uh, not too bad at triathlon. So I started doing all right at that. And that was about probably late 20s, I guess. And then I uh, realised I was better at cycling out of those three disciplines in triathlon. So I just stuck to cycling for a while. And now I'm back into triathlon. I just do the long distance cycling, uh, Ironman type triathlon stuff. That's what my thing is. So cycling is still my favourite and cycling is still my favourite sport to watch on TV, etc. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of my cycling background, I guess. So how old were you when you started competing in cycling and triathlons? Um, competing uh, it's a bit of a loose word for me to be honest I would enter races probably like I said in my late 20s about 28, 29 I started doing triathlons I entered a few road races probably in my early 30s um, but racing is not really for me so I'm just I'm I'm more of an amateur triathlete cyclist doing it more for fun than anything else What sort of training do you like to do? Um, so with, with my triathlon training, uh, I mainly like to do the cycling because that's, I think, uh, I have to go swimming because you do, you can't get to do a triathlon without swimming and I have to do running. Um, but yeah, I could get up to something in the region of about 20 hours a week training, uh, mm. when I'm building up to a race, which is quite a lot, but, um, not compared to professionals, obviously. Um, so yeah, I, I, I uh, in the winter time, I do it all on my watt bike. And in the summertime, which is very short in Scotland, uh, I'm out on the roads as much as possible. <laughs> Do you prefer to ride indoors or outdoors? Outdoors, all the time. Um, for those who don't know, can you tell them what an Ironman is? Sure. So Ironman is a triathlon, swim, bike, run. Um, you swim 2.8 miles, no, 2.4 miles, beg your pardon, and you cycle 112 miles and then wow. you run run a marathon. Yeah. That sounds so, pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's pretty tiring. <laughs> but it uh yeah, it's 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 good fun. It's good fun. What's your best time? Uh my best time was at Ironman Norway in 2019. I managed nine hours forty-four minutes. I actually came twenty <laughs> second overall. So I was quite happy with that as my best result to date that's amazing thanks very much so it was, was in norway was it in the winter then 
No, no. Well, it always feels like winter in Norway because it's a bit like Scotland. But uh, no, it was in the middle of summer. It was uh, June, end of June, I think it was. So it was all day, pretty much, um, which was fine because I'm used to the rains. I live in Glasgow. Um, but uh, it was not cold, if you know what I mean. It wasn't freezing yeah. cold. It was fine. Yeah. Where did the idea of big bubble hats come from? Um, so 10 years ago, or nearly 11 years ago, um, I used to work in Africa. I worked in the oil industry and I'd work um, a month on, month off. So I'd go away to Africa for a month and then I'd come home for a month and go out for a month. And while I was away, my wife, Tamara, she got bored, um, <laughs> to put it mildly. And, uh, and a friend of hers said, oh, do you want to come to this knitting class? And she said, oh, you know, I'm not that old, but all right, OK, I'll give knitting a go. So she went along to this knitting class and the first thing they taught her how to make was a hat. And she made it exactly the same way as all of our big bubble hats look now. And um, I came back from Africa and she said, oh, I've made you a hat for us to go skiing. We were going on a skiing holiday. Uh, and she said that the bobble's too big. I need to make the bobble a bit smaller. And I was like, no, 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 I love it. Nice big bobble on top of the hat. It looks really, really cool. Um, just leave it. So she made herself one and her son one and three of us went skiing and loads of friends were with us and family and loads of people kept commenting like, where did you get your hat from? That's really cool. I like it. Where did you get your hat from? And, uh, and we were like, well, tomorrow I made it. So, uh, and we were suddenly struck with a thought. I wonder if there's something in this. I wonder if we could sell them on the internet. Let's give it a go. So she then taught me how to knit them. Uh, and this is no word of a lie. I would take suitcases full of wool out to the Sahara Desert in Africa. And I'd sit there every night in a rocking chair, knitting loads of different hats, <laughs> loads of different colours. And she was doing the same here at home. And um, uh, yeah, we came up with all these different designs just in 2010 in the summer. And then uh, uh, in October 2010, we had 100 different hats we'd made, different styles and designs and stuff. And we thought, right, let's set up a website. So we set up a website, bigbubblehats.com, and um, started selling them. That's <laughs> pretty much it. And uh, we, we went to the Scottish Ski and Snowboard Show in Glasgow, which is a big outdoor ski and snowboard event type thing in an exhibition centre. And we had a, a big bubble hat stand, and we, we paid for a lot of money for us at the time. And uh, and we sold all the hats that we took with us, all these handmade hats. And, and we look back at pictures of that now, and I think, wow, that was really amateur, amateurish. But uh, hey, you've got to start somewhere, right? So that was in 2010, uh, and that's how it all started. How long did it take to make each hat? Um, so at the start, uh, in fact, it still would take this long to this day, not that we make them by hand anymore. Each hat would take about three and a half hours. So it would take about... Half, uh, three hours to make the actual main part of the hat mm. and then we'd make the bobble and the bobble obviously as you know it's quite big and we get the two bits of cardboard I don't know if you've ever made a bobble before yeah. we'd wrap wool all the way around the cardboard round around 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 over and over and over again snip it all and then we tie it all onto the hat and that took about half an hour so in total we would we would yeah take three and a half maybe four hours sometimes what did the first design look like uh, wait there, I can show you, which won't be good on a podcast, I appreciate. <laughs> but it's this one here. So this is the first skiing holiday. It's like white hat with a sort of mixed uh, black and white and red band in the middle that Tamara's wearing in this picture and a massive big black, black, white and red bubble. So this is, well, I printed this out three years ago. It says eight years ago. It's one of those Facebook photos. So yeah, that was uh, the first ever two big bubble hats there. 
<laughs> so yeah, two styles, uh, like a orange, blue and white, and then a red, black and white hat. So how long did you keep traveling to Africa? Um, so I did that for another oh, two or three years after, two years, I think, after that, after setting up Big Bobble Hat. And then I then changed jobs. I was working in the UK until about five years ago. Uh, and then Big Bobble Hats had got quite big and it couldn't be run part time then. So I quit my job, as did Tamara, and, and we went full time and started employing other staff. And, and here we are now. So, yeah. I bet people might have thought it was a bit of a strange thing to make. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think people thought it was a bit of a hobby to start with, which, to be honest, it was. It was a hobby. It was like we were doing it um, just for a bit of fun, something interesting. And we thought it wasn't, we never, ever set out to set up a business that would pay our wages or anything like that. It was all a bit of fun. Um, and people thought it was especially weird in Africa because in the Sahara Desert, as you can probably guess, it's not exactly cold. And I would turn up there with all this wool and they would search my suitcase every time I turned up and go, why do you have all this wool? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm knitting. And they're like, yeah, but it's like 50 degrees outside. Why are you knitting? You don't need to knit. That's stupid. So yeah, they thought I was crazy out there. Um, uh, but yeah, over here, people didn't really pay much attention, to be honest. <laughs> so how many people work for you now? Um, we have four of us full time. And then in normal times, when there's no coronavirus going around, we have about 12, 13 um, event staff who are sort of casual staff and they do the bike races, triathlons, all the exhibitions and stuff at the weekend. So in, when, in the middle of summer, hopefully this year, when events back on again, we might have anything up to sort of 12, 13 people in addition to the four of us working full time. How many designs are there at the moment? Uh, now you put me on the spot now because <laughs> I'm going to say I'm over 120, I think. But they might not all be available all the time because, you know, we have deliveries come in and go out. And so I think we're up to, we've definitely designed over 600 in the last 10 years. Wow. Uh, so um, we don't keep all of those 600 in stock all the time, but um, we do... Uh, yeah, we're always trying to think of new new designs and ideas and stuff. So mm. there's millions of possibilities still to go. So yeah. And who comes up with these ideas of designs? Um, so many different ways. Uh, it used to be just myself and tomorrow. We'd come up with what we think looks good. Um, we do lots of custom designs. So clubs mm. and um, cycling clubs, triathlon clubs, whatever. Mm businesses will come to us with a design and say can you do this and, and we'll, we'll do that uh, some of the designs um and last year was our 10th birthday so we did a um, we did a competition where we got all of our our fans if you like to design the hats for us so we did 10 year anniversary there was 10 prizes up for grabs and 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 there was 10 hats to be designed to be made if you know what i mean so we we had hundreds of entries and um we picked the best 10 that we liked and we turned them into actual hats that are now for sale on our website. And mm. uh, so that was designed by our customers. We called it the 10 year takeover. So that was our customers taking over the design process of our hats. So, uh, so yeah, it could be any one of us in the company will think, oh, you know what? I reckon a pink hat with a blue stripe might look good. Let's do it. And we design it. If it looks good, we'll sell it. That's kind of how it works. How are they all made now? 
Um, so um, they're all made on a machine with the exception of the bobble. The bobble is still made by hand and they're all assembled together um, by hand and the little logos are sewn on by hand. And uh, yeah, so the main part of the hat is made on a machine and um, the rest of the hat is put together by hand. Hmm. How do you make the special designed hats for certain things? Good question. We, so there's a few ways we do the custom thing. Um, customer will either come to us with a design that they've already done themselves and we'll just mm -hmm. make it and that's fine. Quite often they'll come to us and say, right, this is our logo, Joe Blog Cycling Club, whatever it is. And can you, and our colours are red, white and blue and we'll, and we'll design and make a few designs for them, send it to them mm -hmm. and then they'll put it out on their club Facebook page, whatever, and then we've already votes which one they like and then they'll come back to us and say, right, we want design B or whatever it is. Um, or the other option is um, customer will look on our website, look at all the designs we've currently got and say, you know what, that hat matches our club design perfectly. Can you put a logo on it? And that's quite often what we'll do. We'll get a logo made and we'll put it on an existing hat that we've already got. What materials do you use to make the hats? Um, so all of our big bobble hats are made of 100% acrylic. Um, we don't use wool because we find wool is quite itchy. So a lot of people don't like wearing wool on their heads because it, they find that they're constantly scratching. So we find the acrylic is really nice and soft and um, uh, it's easier to use in mm. the, in, on the machines, etc. And you obviously don't just make hats. Can you tell me about the other things that Big Bubble Hats makes? Yeah, which sounds a bit strange. We're called Big Bubble Hats, but we do sell other things. I know. But uh, it's mainly hats that we do. So Big Bubble Hats is our, is our, is our main thing. Um, we also sell baseball caps, like the one I'm wearing here. Um, and we do beanies, which is another type of hat. Um, but, and they're made of, uh, we have a merino blend. So there's a slight bit of wool in them, but there's a really luxury soft wool, which is really, really nice and soft. Um, so, yeah, so we have those three products. We also do T-shirts and hoodies. So we've always got new designs of those coming out. It's usually a springtime thing that we have. Um, and because we're such a cycling family and we love cycling, we pretty much predominantly aim most of our T-shirts, hoodies, designs around cycling, swimming, running, that sort of thing. So um, we've got the classics starting soon in, the, you know, in a month or so. So we often promote our classics T-shirts and hoodies, which is the big bubble hats with the Belgian hat and the Dutch hat and the Italian hat and the... Um, French hat on it which seems to be quite popular in mm. sort of springtime. And you also now have lots of ambassadors can you tell me about that? Um, yes I couldn't tell you the number we have now if I'm honest it's, uh, somebody else in the business deals with all of this but yeah we're always looking for new ambassadors to be honest people who, who basically good, good good athletes or athletes anybody really um, who, who likes our products who is passionate about our products passionate about our hats likes wearing them, likes showing them off. And um, we happily work with anything between 10 and 50 at any one time. Um, people who will give products to in return for them posting about us and good, sharing good, good photos, etc., of us at their races or in their training or at home or taking a dog for a walk or whatever it, whatever it might be. So when you first started, how did you organise sort of sponsorship for Big Bubble Hats? When we first started, we didn't do anything like that because we didn't. We were only really, really small, you know, and we didn't have any money really. So um, sponsorship wasn't even on the cards. But the probably the biggest main sponsorship thing deal that we we 
we signed was with the UCI. So um, that started, I think it was four years ago now. I think we're in our fourth year. Um, and that really started because we designed, well, we didn't design, but the, the, the coveted rainbow jersey, as you know, the world championships um, rainbow stripes. Uh, those colours are paid to, are owned essentially um, by the UCI. So we designed, we, we put a hat together with those colours on and the UCI said to us, oh, you can't sell that <laughs> because we own the rights. So we said, oh, hang on, let's, let's discuss it. So we talked about it and we ended up uh, becoming sponsors of the UCI, which was really, really cool. They wanted us to come and we wanted to do it. Um, and it was all based on the Cyclocross World Champs and we just have to sponsor the Cyclocross World Champs every year, which we love doing. And uh, it means that we're now the only company in the world that can sell the rainbow stripes on any woolen product. So uh, if you see anybody else with a woolen product with the UCI rainbow stripes on, it's it's illegal, just saying. No? <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's how we sponsored them. And then it, quite often we get approached by um, other clubs, teams, uh, you know, um, elite teams. It doesn't have to be cycling, it could be any sport really. We've done a sailing team recently. And I think we've done... Uh, rowing team um but yeah people will approach us asking for sponsorship and we don't obviously say yes to everybody but um uh, we're always looking for new 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 teams um that, to get involved with all the time um for example another sponsorship deal that's uh sneak preview which nobody knows about yet is that uh, we've just been approached by the organizers of the giro d'italia so oh, wow. we're going to be sponsoring the um, well, sponsoring with the uh, one of the official merchandisers for the Giro d'Italia. So, watch wow. this space anytime soon. We'll be getting fancy Giro hats in, which will be sold at every stage at the Giro d'Italia 2021, which will be quite exciting. That's really cool. Yeah, I'll make sure I send you a Giro hat. It's, obviously, it's pink. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So when I first got a big bubble hat, I was one of the only people in my area that had one and then I went to the national champs and you were the odd one out if you didn't have a big bubble hat which is quite funny that must be so great for you to see yeah it, honest to god it puts a smile on our faces every time we see it we just uh yeah you're walking down the street and suddenly, suddenly you see somebody wearing a hat that you designed and, and way back when, it would have been a hat that we designed and knitted ourselves, and we've sent it out and then we randomly see it. Um, yeah, it's lovely to see that, and especially especially when we're at cycling races. And sometimes you see it, I mean, I don't know if you watch the um, Cyclocross World Cup on the TV recently, and every now and again, this year's a bit different because there's um, no fans. But normally, if you look, you can always see a lot of the odd big bubble hat here and there, which is great. So, yeah, we love that. We absolutely love it. I think the first time I properly became aware of Big Bubble Hats, the company, was when I went to Abergavenny, just like at one of the national races. Mm -hmm. And um, before, I just thought it was like a style of hat. And then I realised there was a whole company. I thought, oh, that's really cool that it's a company that is interested in the same sort of things that I'm interested in, but uh, uh, yeah, it's still a yeah. company for everybody and anybody could wear one of those hats. And it Anybody, really that's the whole point. Yeah, absolutely. We try and cater for everybody because we do understand mm. everybody likes a really big bubble, but I think they're a bit strange, those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about charities that you work with. So a lot of people may have seen your Ride for Charlie big bubble hats. 
Yeah. And Ride for Charlie was set up by Nick and Sarah Craig in memory of their son, Charlie, who loved off-road racing. Ride for Charlie supports young riders to race in different countries and to experience the joy of racing. Can you tell me about how you got involved? Sure. So we, we used to go, we still do actually, there's um, a series of mountain bike races in Wales, predominantly in Wales, um, called the Mountain Bike Marathon Series mm. and uh, run by a great bunch of people. I don't know if you know about it or been to any of the races, but um, we used to go and set up as big bobble hats and me and Tamara would be there and I would often race in the mountain bikes just for fun, often come last or close last. And um and Charlie was always there and he was uh, he was always racing and he was always winning because he's so good. And um, and it became kind of a, like a, a, the organisers and lots of people involved with the mountain bike marathon. So it's all became quite, quite close and everybody got to know each other over the years and it was great. And then obviously, uh, you know, Charlie passed away really sadly and um, uh, his parents got in touch with us um, and asked if we would be interested in designing a hat in memory for Charlie, which of course we we're absolutely honored to do because Charlie would, he would always be wearing one of our hats at the mountain bike marathon series. And often you'd see pictures of him out and about, you know, on social media, wearing one of our hats, which was absolutely great. And we, we did a competition years and years and years ago um, where we asked the kids to design hats and send them in and Charlie actually entered. And, um, um, but he didn't win, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, it, after he passed away, um, yeah, his parents dug out the design that he did, and we uh, managed to oh, get wow. it made into a hat. So, and that hat will be on our website for as long as we're around. To be honest, kind of raising money for the great uh, charity that they've set up. Very sad, but it's great to be involved with it. You know, that's really cool. I had no idea that it was the like the hat that he had designed. I think that's really nice. Yeah, it was great. And you actually support a lot of local charities and there's one very close to us called Chemo Hero and you've recently made some special hats for them. So Chemo Hero was founded by Lisa and they deliver boxes of kindness to people starting chemotherapy. The sale of Chemo Hero Big Bubble Hats helps to fund those boxes. That's great to hear. Yeah, they approached us and asked us to do hats for them, which which we did. And uh, yeah, they've ordered more actually, so it's great. So um, mm. yeah, it's really nice to be helping charities like that, to be honest. Lisa is my mum's friend and so it was oh, really, really nice. Yeah, I think ah, right. it was really nice for us to be able to see that charity with some big bubble hats. It's cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool actually. I love the logo on those hats actually. They look really, really nice and the hats mm. they've chosen great colours I'm honest yeah. really nice and bright and really cheer people up mm. one of my favourite hats actually <laughs> so you also make custom products as we said and I'm very excited to be getting some cycling talk podcast neck warmers in the next few weeks do you make a lot of custom products um yeah we do we do quite a lot yeah absolutely I, I couldn't tell you exactly how many we've done over the years Hun definitely hundreds if not thousands um we we often we, we we offer quite uh, low minimum order quantities, which is mm. quite handy for some clubs. Have only got 20, 30 people in them, or or teams, or whatever. So we can do um, low, low low order numbers, which is great. And also, obviously, we can do as many as you want if you wanted thousands as well. So mm. um, 
yeah, we uh, custom product is a is a is a is a great thing for us, and that is why you might, when you say you go to the national champs and you see loads of people wearing big bubble hats, quite often those those hats will be custom hats that people have bought from us and they won't necessarily quite often will go to the national champs or whatever and we're selling loads of hats and we find we just don't sell any because everybody's already got one <laughs> they got their own club hat but it's fine we don't mind because uh, it's quite often people will get the club hat and they're like oh i really like it i want another one of a different style so yeah, yeah the custom thing's a good thing for us we like we like doing custom so what are your plans for the future of the business um good question so um, we, we um, love where we are. We love the size we're at. We, we, of course, we would love to get bigger and bigger and you know, make more money and all that sort of stuff. But really, it's not necessarily about that for us. We just like, we love what we do. We love the product and we love the company and we like, we like to think the staff do as well. We're all kind of you know, big bubble hats through and through. So um, we just love what we're doing and we just want to keep doing it for as long as we can because uh, we love putting smiles on people's faces. It's a product that when people, when they see it, they generally smile. They don't normally look at it and go, that's horrible. They, <laughs> they generally smile. And um, uh, yeah, we want to keep putting smiles on people's faces for as long as we can. Um, you know, we're always looking for new sports to get into, et cetera, but we, we struggle to move away from cycling, probably because all of us in the company just love cycling. <laughs> you know, we're always looking at, at events like that, hence the UCI, hence the things like the Giro that I mentioned to you. You know, I'd love to, love to um, sponsor the Tour de France one day. However, Tour de France is always in the middle of July and it's always boiling hot. So it's not necessarily the right race for us because <laughs> it's always boiling and we sell a woolly hat. So um, whilst we do still sell a lot of hats in the summertime, uh, I've been to the Tour de France myself and I know how hot it can get. So it's often not the right product for the Tour de France. So, um, but, uh, but no, we're always looking for, like I said, new sports, new ambassadors, new people to sponsor. Um, yeah, just love sharing the wealth of, uh, um, of the smiles that big bubble hats can, can give people. So how has the past 12 months been for you? Um, it has been interesting, <laughs> I think. It's different. I'm trying to think of other words to use. Um, it's been strange because as a company, um, we, we're online, right? So our, our mm. predominant business is online. So really, we've, it's been good. You know, online business has been fine. Um, however, we, we're, we've got to where we've got because of doing all these events that you've seen us at. And if it wasn't for the events, we probably wouldn't be where we are. So it's been really difficult since March last year, not having any events to go to because every single one was canceled. I think there was two triathlons that we managed to get to in September when there was that brief window when they opened things mm -hmm. up slightly. Um, and other than that, events have essentially not happened. So that's been difficult, and especially difficult because it's right now, today, I was supposed to be in Belgium for the Cyclocross World Champs, which happens on... Mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday so we're usually loving it this time of year it's great we're off you know usually all of us will go out to wherever it is last year we were in Switzerland the year before was in Denmark and the year before that was in uh, the Netherlands and so on and so on and we're usually getting all excited about going out there and and maybe having a few uh, Belgian beers like you, like you do at the cyclocross and watching the racing and unfortunately we can't do it this year which we're really sad about but we are still sponsoring the event so you know uh, we should see some social media posts about it from the UCI, etc. Um, so, yeah, the last 12 months has been uh, difficult in lots of ways, um, but we've learned a lot as well as mm. business. 
So you've got some great competitions at Big Bubble Hats. Can you tell me about how those are organised and how they work? Sure. So, um, yeah, we, we love the running competitions. The, the main competition that we do most of the time is hat naming competitions, mm. which you may or may not have seen. So what will happen is we'll design a new hat um, and we'll put it on our social media channels and we'll ask uh, ask the followers to give it a name. And all they've got to do to enter the competition, it, with, to be in with a chance of winning that exact hat, is give it a name. Um, so all of our hats have got funny names. Well, I think they're funny anyway. Not everybody thinks they're funny, but I think they're funny. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes within a couple of hours, we might have five, 600 suggestions for a hat and we have to, and then a few of us will sit down and scroll through all these suggestions and, and, come, and shortlist a few. And then we'll uh, decide which one we think is the funniest, which, which one fits in with our brand or whatever. And then uh, that person will win one. So that's quite often um, competition that we, we do. We do then all year round, to be honest. Because we're always bringing out new hats. Um, and other competitions, like I said last year, we did our 10-year competition where we got people to, to design their own hats. And we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, about 700 entries, I think. Wow. People sending in entries. And that was really, really hard because I'd say at least 100 people designed a rainbow hat because of the NHS. Mm. So uh, we had to do a rainbow hat. And um, uh, yeah, so there, one, there was a four-year-old boy who won that one who designed a great rainbow hat, which was cool. Um, uh, and the competitions, it was quite often very simple to enter. enter. Answer a very simple question like, who won last year's Cyclocross World Champs men's race? Things like that. Get it right and we might select you at random to win, win a rainbow striped hat or something like that. I really like the naming competitions because I think I always message my relatives and say, oh, there's a naming competition. <laughs> and we all put in a name and we'll, we all get excited. And oh, then... brilliant. Has anyone ever won? No, not yet. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's a place that you would really like to sell big bubble hats? Ooh, a place. Any place. Good question. Uh, yes, actually, sorry for the delay. My, uh, the Road World Champs this year is in um, Flanders mm. and um, hopefully we'll be going out there to sell bobble hats because UCI oh, no. partners, etc. We, we've been to the Road World Champs for the last few years and obviously we didn't go last year because nobody did, but we were in Yorkshire the year before and then Innsbruck the year before that. So hopefully this year, hopefully it will happen and um yeah we'll be there selling normal normal world will resume and we can hopefully sell like normal love the road world champs and where do you think your favorite place has been so far to sell big bubble hats um this isn't just because this is a cycling talk podcast but just so happens that it's a cycling race that <laughs> would be the best place i've sold big bubble hats so it was probably the cyclocross world champs in Falkenberg in the Netherlands a few years ago, where uh, the weather was absolutely horrendous. Like, it was like knee deep mud everywhere, but we just had such a good time. And the Brits did really well in the junior races and the under 23s and that, it was great. Um, so that will go down in history as one of my favorite, uh, favorite events that I've sold bubble hats at, I think. Do you have a favorite big bubble hat? Um, Ooh, that's really difficult to answer. I probably do. 
Um, and it is probably the rainbow stripes UCI hat in white. Uh, it's often pictures of me with that hat on. Um, because, yeah, I think that's probably my favourite. Because uh, it was a lot of hard work to get to the point where we could be UCI partners, which we're really proud about. Um, but we got there in the end. And uh, so it means a lot to me as well as I actually genuinely just like the hat. And I'm never, ever going to be a world champion cyclist. So it's the closest I'll ever come to wearing a rainbow band. <laughs> uh, who would you love to see wearing one of your big bubble hats? Um, probably Julian Alaphilippe. Mm, that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any races or events planned for 2021? For myself personally? For yourself and for Big Bubble Hats? Um, well, myself, yes. I'm supposed to be racing in Ironman Estonia in August Ooh. and also Ironman Wales in uh, September. Whether I do or not, I don't know. Um, uh, and as the company... Uh, yeah, we'll be going to as many events as we can as soon as restrictions are lifted and events are actually happening. You know, we're getting messages all the time from people um, asking us to come to the event, but they can't guarantee it's actually happening yet, which is a bit sad. But yeah, hopefully we'll be there as soon as we can. We'll be there. Where do you like to ride your bike? Um, Lanzarote, if I'm honest. <laughs> Yeah, we're supposed to be there last week, in fact. like We often go to Lanzarote in January because it's a great place to go. The roads are just beautiful. It's always sunny. Well, always warm, I should say. Uh, it's quite windy. Um, but, yeah, I love it out there. I love riding my bike out there. Um, who's your favourite current rider? To go back to Julian Alaphilippe, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> just got a lot of character, a lot of charisma. Really exciting to watch. Uh, I was really happy when he won the World Champs last year. I think, I think he's going to be a good wearer of the rainbow jersey. And uh, yeah. yeah, and and he's French. Not that I've got any, you know, love of the French people or not, but <laughs> they haven't done well for such a long time. It's really nice to see them do well. So. Mm -hmm. Who's your favourite rider of all time? Ooh, all time. Crikey. Probably have to be Peter Sagan. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard not to like Peter Sagan, to be honest. Or Geraint Thomas, do like Geraint Thomas <laughs> as well. You can't not like Geraint Thomas. So I usually have a special question at the end, but I've changed it for you. So um, it's 2022 and you and your team are at the Cyclocross World Championships. What's on your playlist as you're setting up and enjoying the weekend? Oh no, music question. <laughs> um probably the same track as uh gets me going for a race like an iron man race mm. which is um uh thunderstruck by acdc mm. i haven't heard that song before <laughs> you know no. you might recognize it when you hear it i just want to take this opportunity to thank you and big bobble hats for supporting the podcast and i'm such a fan of your products and it's amazing that you support me <laughs> No problem at all. It's an absolute pleasure to, to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me. Check out Big Bubble Hats website, bigbubblehats.co.uk, where they sell all of their cool products. And also check out their social media at Big Bubble Hats. See you on the bike.